So I had, I had a fork one time. You had a fork? I was in Starbucks in California for a conference, and this lady came up to me. She said, you are one good-looking man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. I'm going to call my wife and tell her that somebody said so, that. So, so that move right there is brilliant. So what he did was he chose the right path on the fork. Yes. More times than not, at that fork, yeah. you got to say something immediately that puts you on the right path. Like, thank you. My wife thinks so as well. And then bounce. All right, so super excited about this episode. This episode is going to be so much fun. Possibly one of my favorite episodes. Wow, we'll be the judge of wow. that. Possibly, we'll I mean, be the every judge episode of what's your is, Every episode is possibly a favorite. I don't know to the end, right? Because you, you you don't know if the meal is going to be your favorite till after you eat it. Got it. But I'm excited about this. This is going to be so much fun. I met this couple. Well, no, let's not get into that. My my co-host. Should I say my own name for now? Oh, you had to pause Pacal, for effect. Pacal for now. Is my co-host and uh, just a great dude, man. I'm super excited about what's happening at Scent Church. You just opened a new location. We did. It's great, man. Flower Mound Campus. Seven total members at all locations. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. great. Yeah, perfection. It started in his living room. Now he has a location in his garage. Wow, it's man. Great. Segregated, actually. Is it April Fool's Day? <laughs> it's like segregated. Is that what you call your people? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So um, how's the things going at the church, man? He's a pastor at the church. Like yeah. He, you pastorize people. Things are going great. You know, we're preaching through the book of Acts this year. I heard about talking that. talking about movement. Gave, and, uh, you gave me Acts 8. Mm-hmm, it was perfect for you. Yeah. The Lord gave you Acts 8. It is, just is fit, Is that man, what you perfectly. want me to call you? <laughs> hey, it was, the church was set back wow. from persecution, and it was a setup for them to deliver their punchline. The yeah, gospel you, spread yeah it's, all set, over the it's world. set up perfectly, dude. That stuff was great. It was good. And then we, you uh, gave an invitation. Some people responded, started a relationship with Jesus. Dude, you got to tell the story. No, 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 no. Tell them about the girl. I just found out about this. Oh. Chris, this is dope. Mary so no, this. when we moved to Texas from Michigan three years ago, we, got, we bought a house. We bought a house. And that's, the, that's the whole story. Yeah, that's that right. stuff was crazy. Uh, a general contractor in our church <laughs> did some renovation in the house. And along the way, she Hey, man, hired, this is a great story. She why, hired why are you running through the story? I'm like saying this? she hired someone to do some work. And the that general, person, the general, let me tell the story. Yeah. The general contractor hired a lady to do some work. Right. And during the, lady, the day. During the day. But at night, the lady came back. We weren't living there yet. Nobody was living there. So the lady was living in their house at night. She moved in. She was supposed to just be cleaning and scrubbing and doing some stuff. But she came back with her daughter at hey, man, night. Let's not do it without the commentary. I got it from uh, here. Oh, you got <laughs> it from here? I thought you were making <laughs> it up. It all right, now. all right, go ahead. So a general contractor hires a lady to do some work during the day. Yes. So they'd finish up the work, everything fine. And then she would be like, all right, I guess we're going to lock up here, except for the back door. And she would unlock the back door by the garage and come back there and live and sleep in their house while it was being prepared for them to move in. So this lady is living in their house. And, and then you, you could take it from here. Well, the way we discovered it is we came to look at the house one day and one it was night. like, it was sometime. It was a shoe, like a high heel shoe and right. a, a sheet in one of the bedrooms. It was just weird. Yeah. Just a, the one shoe, that one shoe. And then they saw her the next day with one shoe on. See. So they're like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> but as it, as it turns out, she was struggling. Uh, she was living in your house. Yeah, because she was a victim of domestic violence. She was also using drugs. She eventually, I mean, we discovered this. She had to like move out. But she eventually went to prison. Oh, wow. She got clean. She's out. And that contractor invited her the day you were speaking at St. Church. Whoa. And when the invitation happened, she stood up and she surrendered her life to Jesus that day. What? 
It's pretty bananas. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And at the end of, so she gives her life to Christ. And the craziest part is, you gave her a shoe. You gave her the Whatever, other shoe. No, I'm just like, that's not true. That's not true. That is a. He just told me that story today. That is so awesome. Way to just wow. Yeah, it was good, man. That's pretty dope. Because you could have showed up different when she was in your house. Well, yeah. I mean, we could have gotten. And then mad, she would have been like the pastor. The pastor yelled at me and screamed, and she would have never come to the church. But right. She showed up and represented, mm-hmm. and then she felt good. That's, yeah. that's dope, man. You yep. were a, so was, things are going well at Sin Church. We baptized some of those people um, recently. Some of them. You just chose which ones? You was like, give me, uh, give me that one. <laughs> and then, give me that one right there. That's my team right there. No. Little boy, you go away. The Lord chose them. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> wow, your nickname is weird. <laughs> the Lord moved so welcome. their hearts. So funny how life works, where we use funny to help people understand how life works. Don't forget to prescribe. Prescribe to the podcast. Subscribe. If you, subscribe. And leave some reviews. Sub is lower than, than proscribe. Yeah. yeah Sub is like beneath. We sometimes say something like, you might be wondering what you're going to learn from. Oh, yeah. You may be wondering. Wow. Our guests today have an amazing story. Amazing voice. The, 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 Ooh, you know, I just dawned on me. You you guys have an amazing voice. Ooh, and you have something amazing to say with your voice. <laughs> wow. I am excited about this. Our guests have been married for how long? 16 years. Been we married for 16, 16 years. years in the midst. He's on tour, traveling all over the place. Wait, wait. Wait a second. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, you might be wondering. You might be wondering. <laughs> what can you learn from Michael Jr. Pacal as we talk to a couple who's had infidelity in the midst of their marriage, mm. yet they're on the podcast together? You're about to find out. Okay. I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car and my parents. <laughs> with the car and my parents. Okay. Yo, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to go to michaeljr.com slash extra, and I'm going to give you a free download of my comedy special. Michael jr.com slash extra so you can laugh with your whole family and even watch it and enjoy it anyway just go there right now and get the well finish watching the podcast other than that i appreciate you for real i'm out boom yeah <laughs> yeah. It's about to get real This summer with michael jr and kyle <laughs> so we got two more things to do before we start the interview we have a non-sponsor sponsor that we like to uh acknowledge right yes you, you guys have a nonprofit organization that you really support and that you love that's not um, your church? No, they don't. So <laughs> that's a lot of pressure all of a sudden. Like, no, uh, no we just got I, no, a kid I, on a refrigerator. The, that the, we, the, the delay, I was just trying to highlight one of the 15 that we do faithfully sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the moment, there, I there it is. There. In the moment, he couldn't hear from the Holy Spirit to know which one to highlight. Yeah. We're going to go with Funny for the Forgotten. Funny for the Gotten. Forgotten. Forgotten. <laughs> funny, funny, funny forgotten. forgotten. Like funny the forgotten. forgotten. Yeah, the Making forgotten. laughter common in some uncommon places. Yeah, we make laughter commonplace in uncommon places. We're actually getting ready to go to a prison in Indiana in a couple of days mm. to take comedy to the prisoners there. Because in Matthew 32, so what is it, 25, wow, 24? added some chapters. Matthew, 
talking about Matthew 25, 31 to 46? Yes. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to yes. drink. Yes. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me in. When I was sick, you came Boom. to visit me. When I was in prison, you yeah. came and looked after me. Thank God we got a pastor on here. Came and made me like, yes, exactly. Whatever you did cool. for one of the least cities, cool. brothers of mine. I like the other Sunday when you quoted Second Romans. Remember yeah, okay. that? <laughs> that was amazing. Anyways, so that's what they do at, the, at Funny for the Forgotten. They go to homeless shelters. They, they take laughter to the places. And they also corral their fans to show up at those places too. That's the next chapter of what we're going to be doing with Funny for the Forgotten. Nice. So, boom, making laughter commonplace and uncommon places. And then people can leave a voicemail. They can say, Michael Jr., I was wondering at 214-308-1177. Leave a voicemail and we may play it on the air randomly like right now. Let's oh. listen to a voicemail. All right. Hello, my name is Brian from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Michael Jr., I was wondering which disciple or character from the Bible would take up the trade as a comedian. Ooh, who am I to answer that question? <laughs> um, wow. I think Jesus. He said, "Which disciple?" Oh, <laughs> well, he got discipled by the Lord. Which one would take up? Is Jesus? Man, uh, he discipled himself. Oh, you know who it would be? It would be whoever was closest to Peter. The reason I say that is because Peter was hysterical, right? Remember when Jesus was cleaning Peter's feet? Mm -hmm. He was funny, but he didn't know it. So the person right. next to him had to be observing it. Remember where he was cleaning Peter's feet? And uh, he was like, no, you don't clean my feet. Right. And he said, if I don't clean your feet, they're going to be dirty or whatever. He said, I don't know. <laughs> no, he said, he said if, you don't, if I don't clean your feet, you won't be clean, whatever right. the case. Yeah. And then he said, well, okay, well, go ahead, clean my, my feet whole, and my thighs and my, my neck and body. my whole body. That's right. Like, that's hysterical. You think but Peter. Peter didn't know it was hysterical. Whoever was his best friend could have picked up on that and been mm. like, yo, that's hysterical. I'm going to write that down. Got you. Do my own thing. I think John. John. Yeah, let's go with John. Because he was one of the three, right? Well, yeah. But if you read the book of John, there's that one line where they ran to the tomb and he refers to himself as the other disciple. You know, talk about himself. And he's like, the other disciple got to the tomb first. It's <laughs> <He's> like, ah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I outran him. Chicken. But he said it like with that quiet humility. That's so hilarious. That's hilarious. So, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna introduce our guest. Wow, this couple, uh, when I first, well, we met before. We met at Life Church initially because yeah. they were at Life Church. But when I, I didn't know their story then, but the story is pretty awesome, like really, really awesome. And maybe we're gonna have them do some music stuff too. Is there any of your stuff plugged up? Can we hear it if possible? No, it's really just here. That's all right. We're going to find out if you really got a voice. We can then. do an acapella. Got some voice to men. Yeah. Yeah, we can do some acapella. An acapella. She said, said that kind of podcast. She said boys to men. So can we give a warm welcome Their to... Their story oh. took them from boys and girls to men and women. Ooh, come Ooh. on. Although we've come what? to the end of the road, no, we won't let... That's go. what they said. That's, That's what they said. For most people, for most people, this would have been the end of the road because right. there was some That's infidelity true. in the marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know a bunch of you guys are right now thinking, "Well, we didn't introduce them. Go ahead, introduce our guests. You belong to introduce me. Introduce them. <laughs> no, it's Mary and Chris. Yes. Cootie. Give it a Mary warm, give a warm give a round of Mary applause, Cootie. Yay. Where's the applause button? There it is. So the reason I say the reason the end of the road song is so perfect for this is because for a lot of people. Infidelity was the end of the road. That's right. With Chris and Mary. I would say 85% <laughs> of the people listening right now, when I talk about infidelity, especially in a Christian marriage, right now, for those listening and for those watching right now, are slightly disappointed with Chris. 
Mm. However, it wasn't but Chris. It wasn't Chris. Yeah, it was, it was Mary. That's right. Not Mary Magnum. Mary. Wow. So we're going to jump into this. We're going to find out. Cool. Well, first of all, what is the first thing you want people to know about this scenario? Or just walk us through what happened. Not what happened. I don't need no detail. But like walk us through. First of all, you got when we when we were talking in the green room, we talk about a happy, authentically happy couple. They seemed very, I mean, at least that night, um, very. We were on our game that night. Yeah, it was. They was ready, just mm-hmm. like right now. So walk us through what 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 went down and and what was going on at that time, or. Yeah, so we have been married for 16 years now. At the beginning of our marriage, we were newlyweds. Nobody knows how to be married, you know. We we thought we did. We and thought we were experts. Yeah, we we had a very rough first few years. Chris mm-hmm. was. Um, doing Christian music. He was touring, really successful from the outside. I was managing a company, uh, making six figures, really successful once again from the outside. But our marriage was really struggling. We didn't we didn't know how to be married. We didn't know how to talk about marriage. Um, so long story short, over the first few years of our marriage, we grew distant. We kind of became roommates and we just never talked about it. And we didn't feel like we could talk to anybody else about it. And so three years into our marriage, um, I began to become angry. Uh, my own fault because I wasn't talking to my husband about some unmet expectations that I was having in the mm-hmm. marriage. And so I, but that was my own fault. I didn't talk to him. I chose to talk to somebody else. And Mm. at the time it was a friend of the opposite sex, which I highly recommend you don't talk to a friend of the opposite sex about your marriage. Um, But I began to talk to that person and what seemed so innocent at the time as some conversations, some text messages, some, you know, social media messages um, turned into something very intimate. Mm. So here, let me jump here real quick right there. So there's a thing. I talked about this at a, a, a men's business group that I had recently. So this so only a few people will get this, but that's okay. It's worth it. And maybe some other people will get it as a result. There's a thing that happens when a man and a woman are having a conversation. Let's say they meet for the first time. Let's say they're both married or one of them is married, whatever the case is. There's a thing that happens where you have to make a choice. Uh, and I, I used to, I used to have a name for this. There's like a, there's a there's an opportunity for you to make allow things to go in the wrong direction or yes. mm-hmm. um, go in the proper direction. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's long before anything is said or there's a look, there's some there's a there's an unspoken little thing that happens. And if you don't address it right there immediately, then it continues down the wrong path. Like there's a little you could probably speak that speak to that really well, Mary, like. Uh, you just summed it all up, uh-huh. honestly. And that I don't think that ever goes away. I yes. think you have that. And there's not a single person on this planet that doesn't experience that Absolutely. or find something beautiful or attractive. It is what, like you just said, in that instance, what are you going to do with it? Yes. And if you choose to meditate on it and think on it, it's going to take you down the wrong yeah, path. I, I talk about it as lingering a little longer than is necessary. That's good. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the idea that, oh, if I, you know, because you may be struggling with something and you like the positive yep. energy that's being reciprocated back to you. And although the initial intent of the conversation wasn't to linger, 
without the discipline of cutting it off past the point that is necessary, mm. you find yourself in a, a world of looking up like Mary did and say, oh my gosh, how did I end up here? Right. Well, it was one seemingly small and insignificant decision after another, after another, after another. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, it's yeah. almost like there's a, there's, it's almost like there's the fork, if I had to name it. Mm. Like there's a fork that shows yeah. up. Right. And there's three choices at this fork though. Come on. Right. You can't go backwards because you've already gotten there. So that's not really a choice. Mm -hmm. The fork is to either go the right way and, and recognize what's going on in you and maybe even bring a conversation up. Another choice is to carry on and go the wrong way. Right. And most of the time people aren't even, they don't even recognize the fork. So they'll carry on and go the wrong way. Or they'll even try to just stay at the fork. I'm just going to wait. I ain't going to do nothing. But you can't stay at the fork because right. this is a doggone move and walkway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So I had a fork one time. You had a fork? I was in Starbucks in California for a conference, and this lady came up to me. She said, you are one good-looking man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. I'm going to call my wife and tell her that somebody said so, that. So, so that move right there is brilliant. So what he did was he chose the right path on the fork. Yes. More times than not, at that fork, yeah. you got to say something immediately that puts you on the right path. Like, thank you. My wife thinks so as well. And then bounce. Because if you don't say anything, right. that walkway is moving. Yeah, yeah you're gone. I, I think, too, I think you've got to anticipate the forks. I don't think Ooh. you get to a fork and do what you did in Starbucks mm-hmm. and choose that result on accident it's out of discipline and i I think there's a lot of people that are especially in this day and age i think they're at a fork every time they have a lingering longer than necessary text thread with another woman Mm -hmm. like Mm. i just don't like i'm okay if the the women on our staff around our church maybe question in their mind is chris a jerk (laughs) i'm okay with that perception and that fork in the road that's great because I, I want her to know how much I care and the perception of just being a little kinder than necessary, as I said, lingering a little longer than necessary. I just I don't wanna I don't wanna end up at that fork and happen upon the wrong decision. Oh, so I have great. to take daily disciplines to say, hey, I'm not gonna be on a text thread with another woman. If it's longer than necessary, my wife's gonna be attached or somebody else is gonna be attached. So you can look through my phone like we just we're just not going to talk that way. Oh, it's innocent. The perception of innocence is how people end up screwing their life. Yeah. Wow. And so you you got to have the discipline before the fork ever comes Ooh, that's so because good. what's muscle memory will be what you choose at the fork. I mean, yeah, I stood oh, in front great. of my mirror a hundred times like, thank you. I'm going to tell my wife you said that. But that's that's brilliant. Anticipation is a must because you know what I thought? I thought something was a matter with me because I thought someone else was attractive. And Uh, so instead of me um, anticipating that, I began to linger on it like, oh my gosh, something's a matter with me. because, Or there's something wrong with our marriage. Yeah, or something's a matter. Maybe I married the wrong guy because, I mean, look at him. I'm not, you know. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Yeah, growing up in the church, no one ever talked about that. Like, what do you what do you do w- when you think about that? Or- I do think too the church has, and I think the the global church. I don't know because you know sex is kind of taboo and all these things. We've we we haven't properly equipped the next generation to be married well, mm. and I almost believe that 
we have bought into the belief that marriage is the ultimate ending to some of the things that we wrestle with before no. marriage. No. And so, oh, when we get married, we'll kind of figure out the whole intimacy and sex thing. Or when we get married, I won't have to face these attractional temptations anymore. And it's like, man, actually marriage is the magnifier yeah. to what's mm -hmm. weak before you say yes. Yeah. And I, I tell people we're, we're, we're developing a marriage course right now. And this is what, this is the belief I think people should have when they get married, which is the opposite belief right now. Most people think when they get married, I'm, I'm, I love this person so much. I just, we're, we're going to be very happy. Marriage is about us being happy. And it's not. I really believe if you took this mindset on, when you stand at the altar, if you said, this is the person who I trust to help me as I hurt through growing. Because life will present you with people and circumstances to reveal where you're not free. And the one person who hits you the most with the stuff that you're not free about is going to be your spouse. And you're basically saying, I'm going to trust this person to bring all of this junk to surface so together we could be free. That's yeah, really what it essentially is. Essentially, it's like I, I agree to letting you punch me in the gut every single day. Mm. Exactly. And <laughs> most of the punches, and most of the punches, she don't even know she's doing. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the spouse doesn't even know. Like soon as like you've been married for somebody been married for a year and that stuff for most people is oh it's so great. It's so oh, this is great. Then but you're like, he's so cute, the way his dimples light up, and then the then a year and a half into yeah. it, you're like, um, do you always chew like that? Like, is that something you've been doing for? Like, That's so true. So, so, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I, I hear we have some pictures of you all when you started dating, because you all started dating, what, in high school? Middle school? We were in Yo, high school, the yeah. They were talking about this is prom. This is senior prom? That's, that's a senior prom. This was first date. Your first date first was date. a prom? Was. Yeah, is she in a green dress? I can't mm -hmm. see it. I yeah. asked Chris. Yeah, no, I asked Chris to come green. to prom with me. It is green. That's not green. Are yeah, you colorblind? It's like white and You don't black. see me as a black man? White and black. Bro, that's definitely green. That is not green. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, well, we want to know, how I did y'all overcome? No, what happened? I want to okay. know how it happened. No, yeah. I don't know how You happened. want the anatomy of the affair? So you're at the fork. You went the wrong way down the fork. Yep. You're headed that way. Then what takes place? I went down the wrong way, and I struggled for about six months with it. I went back and forth. It was on and off. Um, and then... To be completely transparent, I got caught. Oh, yeah. So you, and what? so I struggled. How, now, you got caught by a, a friend or, or by him? By Chris. By oh, Chris. snap. Pause. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Yo. First of all, dude, when you were telling this story before on stage in front of 4,000 people, yeah. I was watching you. I was like, Hi, let, me see where he, let me see where he at with this. And, dude, I was so proud of... Not what you said, but I was even reading. I was just reading you, man. So what, like, what happened? To, well, like, what was that for you? How, wow, talk to me about that part. Yeah, I, I, it was it was just an interesting circumstance that just I think the whole the whole affair was just a a series of bad decisions and a lot of forks. Obviously, I think even on my part, like, not sensing that things could go wrong and just kind of trusting people. And so uh, it was somebody close to us. And mm. I, you know, I wake up in her house and it's super early in the morning and that person happens to be around that day and I can't find Mary anywhere. And she's in a closet hiding mm. and I'm like, 
oh my God. And in that instance, I knew everything, mm-hmm. but I just, I just decided to just sit in the middle of the mess. And, you know, I, I think growing up, that was probably my biggest fear. I had seen it happen in, in my family mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't care if I get attacked by a shark or I die in a whatever, like if that happens to me, I don't know if I could ever recover. Mm. And isn't it like God to walk you in the midst of your greatest fear mm. to show you that he is God? Dude, he closed and that's what he did, man. And so again, I think back to like the, the practice in the fork thing, that the choice I made was not a discipline I had rehearsed. So wait, I got to pause you because there's something yep. significant here that you guys may have not seen before. And me and Kyle just talked about it on the last podcast. So when you were a kid and something like that happened. Yep. What what happened? Meaning, um, I don't need the details of what happened, but after that happened, like give me a little bit about what happened when you were a kid, because I'm a, I'm gonna bring it back to the to yeah. The I saw I saw family heal through it, and uh, yet I also saw a family member struggle with the weight of the pain of realizing that someone that I love has betrayed my trust to the ultimate degree. Okay, and so I I both saw the pain and was afraid of the pain. But hindsight being 2020, I was also uh, privy to the joy of walking through the pain to the other side and understanding that healing is possible. And so I think that I think that uh, kicked in. So, I think that fight or flight mm-hmm. kicked in, and it was fight because I'd seen family fight versus fly away and run away and be justified in starting over again. And so that's what I chose in that moment. Wow. I brought her close and I said, hey, tell me what is happening. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. So yep. it, was it two different instances that you're talking about that from back in from the past? Was it two different situations? No, or one? one situation. Okay, so did that situation reconcile? Yes. Yep. Wow. And then you saw the pain, yep. but then you did this, like you he were... Did- He literally did the same thing. So with that family member, not only the church, the pastors that flew down to catch the person who was running away, trying to hide and run away from out of the shame, out of the shame and decision. The pastors flew down, chased them down, said, no, you're not making this choice. You're coming back to your family. And really, that's what he played back out in our marriage. I wanted to go hide. I wanted to run away. I thought I have to start a new life. Uh, I'll never recover from this. I'll never be accepted again. And he sat with me in a closet for hours until I was ready to get up and to get help. And we went to our pastor's house and our pastors took us in for weeks and help us heal. And then they sent us to get professional counseling. And so literally the very thing that Chris saw growing up, it thankfully it was healthy is exactly really what played out in our marriage. You yeah. go off the cuff? I'll go off the cuff. No, 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 you go off the cuff. So just so you guys know, off the cuff is when we listen to you guys and then we learn something as a result of, of something that you said, and then one of us will just go off the cuff and come up with something that's kind of dope or not. So uh, we'll see. Right. It probably won't be that great because Kyle's going to do it, but we'll see what we get. <laughs> Savage. It's going to yeah. be great, Kyle. Yeah. Thank well, you. Well, thanks, let's, mom. Let's find out. <laughs> Definitely the encouragement. So. I got this, Kyle. I love you. You got it. Hey, by the way, in the midst of all of that, did you have any kids yet? No. no. All right. Oh, okay. Wow. So even awesome. more. Stop. That's pretty dope. Because some people be like, you know what? Well. That, and 
Chris talked about that. Like he had every reason. Why not just leave and start over and yeah. begin wow. again? Chris, Good. that is big. That's a big deal. Both of you guys, like for real, Mary, Chris, that is a big deal for y'all yep. to be able to pull that without no kids. Like you ain't got to worry about child support, man. You better get out of there, man. <laughs> no, I'm just big ups, man. Marriage means married. That brother burnt the boats. Yep. Both of them. That's dope. All right. So the off the cuff moment that I'm going to go off the cuff on is when Chris talked about deciding in advance and having the discipline for what you're going to do when you face the fork. And I just think that is so true of life that for so many people, the reason that when opportunities come, they're not able to fully pursue them, it's because they just weren't prepared. I remember a long time ago hearing that success is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it's true in the reverse as well. When the opportunity to sin, to stray away comes along, you'll be successful taking the right road on the fork if you're prepared for it. As a pastor, obviously I encourage people to be prepared by having an understanding of the word, having healthy community around them, having somebody they can be real with, that they can call in the face of temptation. But um, even Jesus, when he was tempted by the devil, he quoted scripture because he Mm. had it in him. He quoted three times from the book of Deuteronomy. And I just think that that was part of that preparation for when that day came. So that idea of preparation, meeting opportunity, leading to success, I think it works both ways in life. That's the off the cuff moment for today. Wow. Hey, let me say this too. There's, I said something about not being able to go backwards once you're moving. I actually do think there's a way once you're down the fork to turn Mm -hmm. around and go back. And here's what it is. You have to talk to somebody and be completely real about what it is you're feeling. Mm. Mm -hmm. Even before you do anything. A good friend of mine, Tim Ross, he is a pastor at uh, Embassy City Church. And he says, if a woman comes in to meet with him, if he meets with her one time, first of all, of course, the door is open and all this stuff. But then he'll tell somebody, hey, I'm attracted to her. He'll say it out loud. I want you to know, hey, I'm attracted to her. So either we're not going to meet with her again, we got to figure out something because she, she's attractive. Right. That is going backwards in the fork and making a, de- making a decision to go another way. Because if he recognizes the attraction and just and is still in the same position, like, all right, well, come on in the office, close the door. You know, let's just talk it over. What's, what's the problem? No, I know a pastor, a close pastor friend of mine. I knew, I mean, I just, it just, you could feel that he was down the fork, but I just, anyway, that's a way that you can come back. Anyways, so with that being said, wow, awesome, amazing. Thanks for going off the cuff. That was legit. Yes, you got to sing gone. every episode. Oh, gone, wait, no, 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 no. Hey. <laughs> Y'all got to do a song real quick. This brother could sing. Oh, like, yeah. they could sing for real. Acapella? Can Legit. y'all do something acapella? Let's do some something acapella. Oh, my gosh. We're now, gonna... now, we're definitely not prepared for that. Of course we're not. We're prepared to spin a wheel. <laughs> no, no, no. I need something acapella. It, it, it doesn't even have to be original. Yo, I'll tell you what it is. What it is. Gyra. Yeah. A, no, 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 no. I got I something. singing at this point. Gyra's dope. But I, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do Amazing Grace. Let's just do the first part of Amazing Grace together because if Two things. Everybody. I think you could sing it. And if you don't know the words to it, you're not really a Christian. Wow. So we're just going to do the I'm just playing. <laughs> so just the Are first part saved? where it says amazing grace, how sweet is love. How sweet is like me. Just the, the first like me. just the first Well, two. we can't sing in sync. It's a delay. Uh, no, no, no. I want you guys to sing. I don't want to hear this dude sing. So just sing amazing grace. But, but here, I'll give you the key. But here's the frame. I want you to think about after you guys got back together. And things were fully reconciled. I want you to sing from that place. Three, 
too. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I started too low. That's <laughs> that Keep going though. That's dope. Go for it, girl. Like me. How was lost oh but now now i'm free was blind but now i see whoa well done well done whoa so let me tell you what just happened you guys started singing together then there was a breakup. <laughs> he stepped to the side and let you go and let you grow. And then you ripped the song up in a significant way. And now both of you are seated there smiling together and you just blessed our audience in a way I can't explain. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're doing today. You're getting in front of audiences together, even though by the world's description, you should not be together. But because of his grace, you are. And you're helping so many, so many people. Mm. Wow. It's good, man. Man. Came from a real place. Way better than you didn't know. No, you could have you could have killed is, it. It is funny <laughs> how life works. Mm -hmm. <sighs>